We begin, we continue today our study of the life of St. John Maximovich, Archbishop of Shanghai and San Francisco, as we look at testimonies of those who knew him. We have an interesting anecdotal story from Bishop Daniel of the Serbian Orthodox Church. One young Serb was a seminary student in an Orthodox seminary in Paris. He was faced with a dilemma. Should he get married or become a monk? You know, I, I say this often, and I, I think it's important. Every Orthodox Christian should be thinking this way. Should I be married or should I be a monk? Should I have lived the married life? Should I live the monastic life? Both are noble callings. Now there are some people who are called to live a single life in the world. But this is an exception. It should be viewed as an exception. Most people should either be married or be in a monastery. Because it is through these communities, the community of the family, the community of the monastery, that a person can do the spiritual work that needs to be done to grow up, to become a responsible Orthodox Christian. I'm not saying it cannot be done as a single person in the world, but I'm just saying that this is definitely the exception. So anyway, he had this dilemma. He went to Versailles, where Archbishop John was living at that time, and asked him, Should I become a monk? What do you think Vladika John said to him? Vladika John had lived for a long time in Serbia and was well acquainted with the mores and character of young Serbs. He knew they could be stubborn and impulsive. And he emphatically told the young Serb, No! What do you think this young Serb did? The Serb became a monk anyway. When this Serbian monk had the good fortune to meet Vladika John once again, this time in America, Vladika blessed him with the beaming face of one who knows Serbs through and through. Vladika knew that if you told a Serb, yes, you should become a monk, that he wouldn't do it. This was according to Bishop Daniel of the Serbian Orthodox Church. We have a testimony from Maria Stakovskoya called Vladika John in France. I was a parishioner in the, at the Russian Orthodox Church in Moudon outside Paris when Vladika John arrived there. He amazed us by reading people's thoughts. A woman came to our church who had recently been widowed. She was thinking about entering an old people's home and wanted to talk to Vladika about something. The service ended. Everyone approached to kiss the cross. The woman also kissed the cross but disappeared to the back of the church without having said anything to Vladika. Vladika asked her friend, 
What is on that lady's mind? She wanted to talk to me. In the Lesna convent in Forkyo, Mother Flaviana told me that they hadn't had rain for a long time and their vegetable garden was drying up. Then Vladika John came. He served a maleven, went around the garden in procession, and it started to rain. <clears throat> Mrs. Putikov, who knew Vladika John from Shanghai, told me that Russian refugees from China lived on the island of Tobabo in tents. One morning when Vladika went around to all the tents and blessed them, that very night a typhoon raged through the island but left them untouched. After World War II, our Russian church abroad lost its church in Paris. As a result, not a single church of our jurisdiction remained in that city. <clears throat> the closest one was in Mudan. At first, Bishop Nathaniel came there and later Vladika John. Vladika John established a temporary church in Paris, but he lived in Mudan with Father Alexander Trubnikov and also in Versailles, and he would go to Paris to celebrate services. Our church, dedicated to all saints of Russia, consisted of two garages. Inside, it was cleanly painted and adorned with icons. Here, Vladika John served. Also, the Grand Duke, Vladimir Kirillovich, attended services here. Not everyone loved and respected Vladika. Once in Madan, Vladika came out of the altar with the chalice, and when he pronounced the exclamation, a woman parishioner said something bad and immediately fainted. They took her out and brought her home. Never again did she say anything bad about Vladika. My husband was a taxi driver and often drove Ladika from Paris to Versailles and from Versailles to Paris. On these trips, he never set the meter, so he lost time and money. And what happened? The first day he drove Ladika, a passenger left his account book behind. And my husband went to the address indicated in the book. It turned out that the book belonged to a shopkeeper and he was in great need of it. He was overjoyed to have it returned and told his clerk to give the driver a box of his best oranges. And so it was that Vladika's ride was paid with a grand tip. On another occasion, my husband received a box of fine chocolates. Finally, this, this remembrance at Christmas time. This took place in 1963 or 64 when I was 13 or 14 years old. I was a senior acolyte in the Church of All Saints of Russia in Burlingham. Now, Burlingham is a city where Natalie um, and Cleopatra live, the ladies from San Francisco who I met when I went out there a few years ago. And they have become benefactors of our of our church, Burlingham. It's near San Francisco, I don't know exactly. B-U-R-L-I-N-G-A-M-E. <clears throat> so this is where they live. I remember how regally the church was decorated with huge fir trees. And with what honor we acolytes attended Vladika John during the service. 
The next day, after celebrations in the St. Tikhon of Zidansk Orphanage, where Vladika lived, I had the opportunity to go with him to visit the sick in five hospitals. Since Vladika often visited the sick, the hospital personnel knew him well. In every hospital, Vladika knew precisely where to go to get a list of the Orthodox patients. In one of the hospitals, Vladika walked into the office, went to a desk, and opened a drawer, and himself took out a list already prepared for him. Words cannot describe the faces of the sick people when they saw Vladika. In every room we entered, we sang the Troparian and Katakian of the Feast of the Nativity. Vladika John consoled every patient and gave them each a present. Often people of other faiths would call Vladika over to them, and Vladika would go bless them too. Even a Russian Jewish lady kissed Vladika's hand with tears in her eyes after receiving a present from him. And all day long, Vladika was beaming with joy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Holy St. John, pray to God for us.